You are listening to If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hello, welcome back to If It Has a Score. Happy February. February. Uh-huh. That's right, I said it. 8th. Yep. 8th of Feb. We're here. Uh, there's snow on the ground still. We yeah. gotta talk about that weather. It's 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 like moderately cold. It was freezing last week. It was really cold, yeah. But we survived. Somehow, some way, yeah. There was mornings where it was negative temperatures here Dude, in the Chicago land some area. Some mornings I was just like, Man, I might just freeze to death outside. That is very possible. There's a possibility that walk from the apartment door to the car is a real long one you know i was just gonna be a frozen icicle it was a possibility for sure oh yeah it's mornings like that you're thankful for remote star right <laughs> i don't have that remote start yeah. i'm not privileged enough for that <laughs> um anyway we're here back with our theme love is in the air uh, so we're going to be doing a skim through today later on after our news mm-hmm. uh, with a, a very fun movie. We actually kind of talked about it last week, so I'm excited to, to talk about it again. Okay. One of my favorite movies. Um, but first, we're going to start with some news. I started last week. Do you want to start this week? Sure. I'll go ahead. I actually have a lot to cover, so what I'm going to cover, I'm just going to do pretty briefly, except for the last one. But I would like to start by saying yesterday, as we're recording this, we're actually recording a bit earlier, um, but yesterday on Friday was 2-3-23. So that was Michael Jordan Day. And there were a lot of sports news media outlets celebrating him and his legacy on the game. And there were some that were even doing all-day broadcasts of old games, old interviews, People telling stories about him in interviews. I mean, he was just a really cool person. Very crazy competitive. One of the best competitors we've ever seen. I mean, just to sum it up briefly is like anything you would challenge him in, he would want to beat you so bad. It could literally be flipping a coin heads or tails. (laughs) And he's going to want to win. He's going to punch you in the face and flip (laughs) that coin to what he wants it to be. I mean, golf, basketball, we know the short stint in baseball, and then obviously basketball, but just someone that practiced the game and really was just an inspiration for so many and made it the global sport that it is today. So great day that we were celebrating yesterday. Staying on the topic of basketball, some not-so-good news. Um, We've talked about fights before in NBA. We've talked about players fighting in practice we've been talking about fans and players jaw jacking and then with other players getting involved so this is two players there was an on-court little scuffle that turned into then more so some on the court antics but i like to say since then dylan brooks has been suspended one game without pay and donovan mitchell has been fined twenty thousand dollars for their role in the fight that took place that the I'm talking kerfuffle. about. Yeah. So fisticuffs. Like always, you can always find the clip of it online. It's going to be very easy to pull up on 
Twitter, Facebook, TMZ, maybe even ESPN Sports Center. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. I'm sure maybe some of you have already seen it. Maybe you're watching the game. So that is the result of that. Staying on NBA, technically, as well as NHL and NFL, is pretty much all of the all-star weekends or weeks. So for the NFL, it's called the Pro Bowl. They switched it up a little bit. They were doing the Pro Bowl games. So they did dodgeball, and then they did like skill competitions. They did some other things because the ratings have dipped the past few years because it's supposed to be a full game, but it's basically just turned into a two-hand touch game. Because nobody wants to get hurt. Yeah. So it's you got to understand where the players are coming from. So the you know people making those decisions heard that, saw that, so they switched it up a bit. Ratings were up. I think they were up almost like 25% or something they were saying. So I think they got the results they wanted. And then it was also NHL and NBA All-Star Games and other skill competitions and other things taking place this weekend too. So cool to celebrate players that made it and then last but not least as we're talking about great players all-stars pro bowlers etc i'm a little late on this but i would just like to acknowledge the fact that tom brady announced his retirement this time he says that it is for good would also just like to point out that many people have been portraying him and his stats and his accomplishments in many great ways I could go out and do that, but I think, again, since I'm late to this, it's already kind of been said and been done, so I'm just going to do some brief things that I think are a good testament to him and how long he's played, because I feel like, for me, growing up and watching, that's, I mean, that's somebody that's been like, it's just been playing for so long, and I've got to like see him almost our whole lives. Yeah. Exactly, I've got to see him accomplish a lot. So one thing is somebody's broke it down, and they pretty much said him in his twenties is like a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, and then because he did, he won two Super Bowls, and he had a lot of good statistics. Not the strongest because he started somewhere in like twenty-four year old range, something like that. But right, right. Still strong body of work, and then in his thirties three Super Bowls, the most statistics, obviously, because that's a, a decade long. That's also a Super Bowl, or sorry, a um, Hall of Fame career. Then even in his 40s, when you're supposed to be falling off a cliff and not playing that great anymore. Some don't even play that long. Right, right. Um, and that's that, when they retire. Yeah, and that five-year span won two Super Bowls and had a lot of great statistics in there as well. The league is more of a passing-friendly league now. But still, it's like you break that down. Obviously, he is one player. He's going to be accepting it all in one. But it's just crazy when you break it down like that. And then one last thing. I have a buddy. Uh, him and I like to play this game. There's three of them, but it's called NFL Street. Uh, the last one, number three, came out in 2006. And I just think it's funny that like all the players have been retired for a long, long time. Yeah. But he... <laughs> was the long-standing player that was still active in the league. Even in two, which I believe came out in 2004, even older, so even more players that had been retired for even longer, he was still an <laughs> outstanding player active in the league. It's just 
when you put it like that, and then there's a lot of other ways to add perspective, but it's, it's cool to see. It's weird because you look at pictures of him, and I really just don't feel like he looks like he's that old. No. You know, he looks like he's still like in his 30s. There may be a little bit more to that. I'm not going to be the one to say it, but there may be some third-party <laughs> things he's in like there. He's like dyeing his hair? Yeah, dyeing your <laughs> hair and maybe also taking a little bit, step, a couple steps further than that. Sucking the life force out of other people? Uh, out of certain body parts or certain facial features. He's <laughs> <laughs> tying up some, some poor defenseless youth and sucking the life force out so he can continue to play. That's, I mean, think about it. That's what... You know, politicians that's, and athletes and actors like to do. That's what they all do, yeah. And hey, we all, as we have discussed on this show many times, the, these people are more important than the average it's true, person. It's true. <laughs> so true. Uh, but that's what I got. So celebrating mostly good and talking about a little bad. But that's what I have for sports. Well, speaking of a little good, a little bad, mm-hmm. my first bit of news is about James Gunn once again uh, with him announcing the plans for the DC uh, studios mm-hmm. since he's the head of that now or the co-head um, he, he put out this video because people have been asking him for a long time like uh, ever since he got the position like what's the plan what's going on and you know like there's been a lot of meetings so of course he's not able to really share it but finally mm-hmm. he's able to share us some information and essentially he broke it down into uh, there's going to be two paths that the studio's taking and that's the DCU, which is like the MCU. It's the the DC Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be like the main line, main storyline stuff. But then there's also going to be DC Elseworlds, hmm. which is stuff like the Joker movie or the animated movies where it's like its own thing, mm-hmm. but it's still like canon in some way to, to that universe. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, he, he said that the movies coming out are, are still part of this DCU. The Flash mm-hmm. movie coming out resets the whole DCU universe. And then after that uh, Flash movie is when we, we see the reset. We see the new movies. We see the new heroes. All of that. So um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to have some plans to know that something's happening and that something's going to happen. That they, they have been talking about it. It's not just pushing it off and pushing it off yeah Um, i think it's i mean it's a huge decision to make you need to do something that you can't it's something that i mean you can do whatever you want but you some things can't be undone or it's just it's not going to make sense so you want to provide yourself with enough flexibility and just not really stonewall yourself and from you don't wanna, not being able to do things in the future that right. maybe fans will want. And you don't want to throw away the work that's already been done. Because they, right. they already filmed the Flash movie. They already filmed Shazam. Mm-hmm. So like for them to just not do that and be like, well, yeah, they're not part of the plans. Like, What's the point of even going to see them then if that was announced? You know Exactly. So now I think that's going to bring a lot more seats into the theater for those movies. Knowing that it's still relevant. To the story that they're putting on that's nice uh and then one more bit of media news i guess this is technically music industry stuff but um i mean he he was also an actor he had his own reality show ozzy osbourne yeah Uh, he's ending his touring career he said that he with his um treatment with the um cybernics the Mm -hmm. hal 
Uh, his, his body is still too weak, and he's mm-hmm. he's made the difficult decision to end his touring career. So uh, this is someone who has had a huge follow, following from like his Black Sabbath days to mm-hmm. now. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just he's he's been a giant in the music world for so long. Everyone Absolutely. knows who he is. He's oh, been yes. in like all sorts of. He was in a couple Super Bowl commercials, I think. Yep. He's been he uh, has cameos on different TV shows. Yes. He's just everyone knows who Ozzy Osbourne is. The reality TV guy. show, right? Yeah, as well. The Osbournes or something yes, like that. Something. So yeah, we don't talk about music on this show too much, just because that would add like a whole other half hour or hour obviously yeah. Wes and I are both into music but and it does have a score <laughs> it definitely does have a score uh yeah this one was sad for me unfortunate for me I would have loved to seen a concert with him involved I'm literally looking at the Funko Pop right now I have the Black Sabbath self-titled album Funko Pop so that is um right. that is just something that you know it's going to happen one day, you just don't know when. So, would have loved to seen Black Sabbath or Ozzy Osbourne. Did not get the opportunity, but it is just That's something. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, you know? it was inevitable, but for any that did get to see, I hope you cherish those memories. And obviously the music, he's, he's still with us, but the music will always live on no matter who it is and what happens. Yeah, so I mean, we all always those have the bands, music. All those bands from the 80s, 70s, so on and so forth now, they're, they're getting up there in age. Yep. <laughs> they're not going to be around much longer. So, I mean, with like Foreigner going on tour right now, mm-hmm. Journey on tour. Oh, Journey has had so many new members. But yes. um, uh, then you even have like Pink Floyd, what's left of them going yep. on tour. It's, it's like, see them while you can. Like, yeah. you don't know how much longer they're going to be uh, going out there and touring, how much longer they'll be able to. Um, I mean, Elton John was on his farewell tour for years, and yes. now he's, like, officially done, but we'll, yeah. actually, we'll see if that's true. My mom and sister <laughs> went to that, and then, yeah, my dad and I have gone to some concerts for some older groups, Motley Crue, Rush, and now Motley Crue has had to replace members for similar reasons to Ozzy Osbourne not being able to perform anymore. Rush has had a member of the band pass away. Right. So that just adds perspective that, like you said, see them while you can. Yeah, while all these concerts are coming out, see them while you can. And you know the best way that you can see them is using our code if it has a score on SeatGeek to go see your favorite uh, artists in concert, mm-hmm. your favorite sports uh people yeah. in sports world <laughs> that's how you say comedians it, yeah. comedians yep. theater, theater your favorite yeah. actors in theater productions mm-hmm. you know see it while you can with our code if it has a score on seat geek yeah uh, definitely it. you know take advantage of that opportunity you, you're saving twenty dollars on your first purchase when you use our code uh and it benefits us as well so we really appreciate anyone who's using that code and and you know just living their best life going uh, to enjoy these experiences while they can yes yeah live in the moment for sure at a live event and we are talking about this theme love is in the air during this time valentine's day you may have some sweet treats but treat yourself or treat another one to some tickets and again a live event that could be quite the night one that you may never forget yep 
And that's going to put us right into our skim through for this uh, month. Mm -hmm. So our our skim through, I wanted to go with, uh, we've been talking about uh, rom-coms. And uh, I wanted to go with one of the the best rom-coms of all time. Is that right? One of uh, the most famous rom-coms of all time that is just critically acclaimed. I think everyone agrees that this is all around a great movie. We're talking about Princess Bride this week. Are we? Yep, <laughs> The Princess Bride. Okay. Um, one of my favorite movies. I haven't seen it in so long. It, it, I really want to sit down and watch it again, but I'm going to do my best to recall information and uh, mm-hmm. check these notes that I have to, to get us through this plot to see what you can come up with. In the sports world that connects with this wacky story. And this one that I've never seen, but that's nothing new for this challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this story has a lot to do with fantasy stuff. So essentially, uh, just to give you the the brief run, Mm -hmm. it's a storybook that a grandfather is reading to his sick grandson. Mm, So like that's his grandson sitting in bed and he's like, I'll read you a story. And is is... He's like, this story's about this, this, and that, and love, and blah, blah, blah. And his grandson's like, ew, love. I don't want to hear about that story. But as he tells the story, we get some more cutaways. And it cuts into, like, that's when the actors are acting out the movie. Basically, I mean, it's, it's a normal movie. Yeah. But it's like, he's telling the story, and then it flashes to the, the, the story, and then flashes back to the bedroom occasionally. And you'll see, like, the kids start to get interested in the story, which is nice. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I have an idea, but maybe far off. We'll see. Well, we'll start from from the top. So the 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 movie is about this uh, this princess named Buttercup, Princess Buttercup. Okay. She is living on a farm in some kingdom, and uh, she has this farmhand. His name is Wesley, and Every time that she gives him some sort of order, he always responds with, as you wish. And we learn that when he says that, he really means, I love you. And so they, you know, they fall in love and uh, Wesley has to leave to go overseas. And while he's overseas, his ship is attacked by the, the dread pirate Roberts. And it's presumed that he died uh, when, when it was attacked. Well... Years later, um, Buttercup is being forced to marry the uh, prince of that kingdom. And, um, yeah, so so she's being forced to, to, to be married because she's a princess. So it's like, oh, you got to marry a prince. So it's just like Shrek. <laughs> it is. I'm <laughs> but, seeing um, that. <laughs> before the wedding happens, though, she's kidnapped by these outlaws. Uh, it's a... Uh, some sort of magician guy named Vicini, hmm. uh, a giant named Fezzik, who's played by Andre the Giant. Oh, okay, so that's, that's cool. Yeah, that was one of his his acting things. You know, we've talked about wrestlers who go on to act in movies before. Yeah, and then also a uh, um, Spanish fencing guy. His name's Inigo Montoya. He's played by Mandy Patinkin, who's a very famous Broadway actor, actually. Um, but this guy, the, these three have kidnapped a, the princess, um, presumably so that like they they can get some money for for ransom or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Um, but as they kidnap the princess, like Humperdinck sends, uh, that's the prince's name, Humperdinck. Yeah. He sends his um, prince, his, his soldiers off to go save her. Uh, but they're also being tailed by this mysterious black masked man. Okay. <laughs> um, and so as they're being chased down by this, this man in black, uh, he confronts them. And he fights each of these criminals one by one. Yeah. Um, and he, he first fights Inigo. And honestly, they it's a very friendly fight because Inigo realizes, like, how skilled he is. And he, like, appreciates that. So even when he beats him, like, it's it's more of like a he's he's conceding to him. Um, same thing with uh, Fezzik, kind of. He they, they do a little duel and it's it's also pretty friendly. Um, but he ends up like knocking him unconscious by choking him. And then, uh, he gets to the, the magician guy or the, the trickster, whatever you want to call him, Vizzini. And Vizzini's like, Ooh, I, I, we're going to drink out of these two glasses. And one of them has poison in it. Ooh. And he like switched some around. He's like, okay, which one do you take? And he, um, drinks the poison. They both drink the drink, and the uh, magician's laughing. He's like, ah, you drink the poison. Ah!" (laughs) Well, turns out uh, Wesley had put poison in both glasses. So the magician, like, just drops dead. Uh, And he frees the princess and explains that he has been building up an immunity to the poison for years. So he was fine. (laughs) So he essentially tricks him into drinking the poison. Um so that he could best him in in smarts. You know, it. It's a yeah. challenge. That's how he got him to, to drink it. Um, so Buttercup says, oh, you must be the Dread Pirate Roberts because there's some references to that. And she gets mad because she makes the connection that he killed Wesley. And she pushes him off the, the hill. And as he's rolling down the hill, he's, he yells, as you wish. And that's when she realizes, oh my goodness, it's Wesley. And then she jumps after him. Okay. We'll stop there so that you can uh, catch up. Tell us Hmm. what what are your thoughts? What do you think? What's your connection so far? It's a lot going on. That's the connections I have. This is a wild movie, man. Like it's it's so funny, but it's it's really wild. Um, so I thought I was onto something in the beginning because you were talking about somebody like reading a story and i was like you know i have just the thing i'm like way off on that um but quickly i would like to say that there's a few players that have mentioned their parents write them notes before games and there's one player in specific that has mentioned that his dad writes him a letter before every single game so george kittle his dad writes him a letter before every game and handwritten one at that and he reads it before every game and it helps him prepare and it helps him get excited and get amped up and be able to perform at a high level but that's pretty much the extent of that story and i see now that the story aspect of like telling a story is just a small thing about it it's like you said back and forth but it's mostly something that's being acted out um i don't know it's 2-3, 23, or it was, so 
while I don't want to do it a disservice, there's been many documentaries about Michael Jordan. There was the documentary The Last Dance. There's other Bulls and Michael Jordan documentaries and stories, but I just know specifically when they had the combination of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, which they had together. I know when they got Dennis Rodman in town, somebody that they did not really like before when he was playing on other teams, but they got him. It just was kind of like a wild grouping of there's, there's Michael Jordan, the clear alpha, Scottie Pippen that like wanted to be the alpha, felt that he could be the alpha. And then they have Dennis Rodman that kind of brings this like tenacity that when you're going against him, you're not a fan of it. But when it's on your team, when that's someone on your side, you are a fan of it. So what do you think of like this this crew, Motley crew yeah. that was assembled in the 90s? What do you think? Does this it... is a fantastic connection. You honestly. think so? You're going to hear the rest of this movie and you'll you'll agree. Okay, I think this cool. Is, this is a good one. That's a good start. <laughs> 90s bowls. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Let's go. 90s bowls and the Princess Bride <laughs> from the 80s. In fact, they were inspired by the Princess Bride. That's why they, Some uh, are saying. they did this. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway... Um, the um the princess and wesley um they start traveling back they're 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 leaving this area they're trying to get back home Uh, and they have to travel through this fire swamp to avoid the um humperdink and his men who are the bad guys of the movie um and he explains Wesley explains the story of Dread Pirate Roberts and how the Dread Pirate Roberts actually was wanting to retire and he passed on the mantle onto Wesley. Uh, so he, he has the title now. Uh, however, Wesley, now that he's been reunited with Buttercup, he's like, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be with you. Cool. Uh, but after they get out of the fire swamp, Humperdinck captures them. And Buttercup agrees to return as long as uh, Wesley is spared. However, Humperdinck secretly orders his soldiers to, to keep him trapped. And to put throw him in the dungeon or whatever. <laughs> uh, his, his torture chamber. It's called the Pit of Despair. Jeez. Um, and But before he's knocked out... Wesley notices that uh, his his uh, vizier, his leader, Count Rugen, um, he has six fingers, which he makes the connection to when he was fighting uh, Inigo. Inigo seeks revenge on the six-fingered man that killed his father. Okay, mm. so he sees this connection, but that comes in later. Okay, so he he makes a comment to the count before he's knocked out. Okay, mm-hmm. um, Buttercup does not want to marry Humperdinck, um, but you know she's she's like I I don't want to do this wedding. I she threatens to um, to commit suicide so that she doesn't have to marry him. Humperdinck's like, oh, I'll go, I'll find Wesley for you then. But his real plan is to uh, kill <laughs> Buttercup and. Um, go to war with some local uh, other kingdom. Um, and he secretly hired the uh, Vizini 
to capture Buttercup. So this is all his scheme the whole time. This mm-hmm. has been his his plan. He never really actually wanted to marry her. He just wanted to become king, you know, like Lord Farquaad. He just yes. wanted to become king, uh-huh. you know, it's all, so that he could have that, that leadership. It's all self-motivated, yeah. Right, right. Um, so we we actually see after this, Fezzik and Inigo become reunited. Um, and... So they get reunited because Fezig, the big guy, he was he was uh, hired to clear this forest uh, by Humperdinck and his his squad. <laughs> and so when when they meet up, though, he he finds Inigo, and Inigo, you know, he's he's just a mess. And he tells Inigo about how the Count has six fingers. So mm-hmm. Fezig tells him that. So Fezig has also noticed this, uh, but. They, they both talk, they conspire, and they're like, we need Wesley to help us storm the castle. We need another skilled person to help us out. Um, later on, Buttercup finds out that Humperdinck was totally like lying to her about finding Wesley. Uh, but Humperdinck's like, well, I don't care. And so she he throws her in, in some sort of prison or locks her in a room or something uh, and is torturing Wesley. Um and by torturing Wesley, he's pulling years of his life out. That's that's what this torture chamber is. Like, based on the amount of cranks, it pulls years away from his life. Mm. So basically, he's trying to kill kill him. Um, Inigo and Fezzik find Wesley, who's being tortured. They they find his body, and they bring him to a he- local healer called Miracle Max, who's played by Billy Crystal, and he's absolutely hilarious in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And he says that, oh, he's not dead. He's mostly dead. (laughs) He heals him. But even though he's able to bring him back to life, per se, Wesley's severely weakened. Like, there's no Mm -hmm. way that he's going to really be able to fight very well. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's, um, for now, where I'll leave (laughs) off. There's still a third half, uh, half, third part of this movie. Jeez. Like I said... It's wild what's happening. Yeah, it's like um, all you have to actually watch the movie. Yeah, I'm not doing it justice. <laughs> I will fully admit, this is rough. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm picturing it as I'm going along, and I can picture the things that I'm either leaving out or <laughs> the things that I wish I could do more explaining about because there's so many good jokes in this movie. <laughs> no, I I totally believe it. I I think you're doing a good job of making it pop off the page. It's just hard to compare it to sports if you believe it or not wow i don't know if when you were watching it at the time you were reminded of sports but hearing about it can again I, we're i help you make a connection what I is think it i have an idea what is it so if, if wesley's gone uh-huh. and he's mostly dead yeah this is like when michael jordan took his little break to play that baseball. is what i was going to yeah, say yeah. yeah no that's exactly what me. i was gonna say I yeah i can make connections exactly now too, just yeah. because i've seen space jam <laughs> so i do I, I do have those in front of me so we have because i wasn't sure if i was going to focus on one season mm-hmm. or like a couple different seasons like an era because i mentioned that it was good when they got that team assembled that big three with Rodman, Pippen, and Jordan. But, yeah, as we know, championships in 91, 92, and 93, Michael Jordan walks away from the game for a while, and then 
announces that he will in fact return. So he returns in 1996. They win in 96, 97, 98. So they go on quite the streak there. They win six in a row. Kind of had me thinking six rings. We're talking about somebody with six fingers, but uh, <laughs> that's just kind of a small yeah. coincidence. About one ring Look for at each that. finger. It's perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's someone stepping away and then returning. When they did return, they had the best season at the time, and it's since been replaced by the Golden State Warriors. But they went seventy-two and ten in the regular season. That was the best record for decades. And trying to think, again, like when you're talking about winning three in a row and then you step away, Michael Jordan that is, and then you come back and you win three in a row, that is quite the individual accomplishment. There were some players on that first team or like few teams they were not there like towards the end and then vice versa. But everybody kind of helped along the way. I see there's a lot of like characters in and out but scotty pippen was another mainstay so yeah no we're we're still definitely aligned it's just kind of like where i want to pinpoint this bulls team what what um do you have any suggestions what is it that i should be talking more about Hmm. i mean it seems like it mostly centers on like michael jordan I feel like so uh-huh. while he has his motley crew, you know, yeah. like he's it's still really about him, and I think that's essentially Princess Bride. I mean, it's it's mostly about Wesley or Buttercup. That, Got that, it. Like you also have this awesome cast of characters. Like it's a great ensemble of of actors and characters and stuff that Got that it. really puts that movie together. That's why the movie's so enjoyable because even though it's like this love story, there's so much else happening that makes it such a fun. This is a fun movie. Got it. So, yeah, I was thinking that way. Again, didn't want to go, like, too far down that path. If Again, I haven't seen this movie, so if that doesn't do the connection justice. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, he was kind of what held it all together. I mean, he was just, like, a statistical monster, like, looking at all the numbers that is hard to compete with and then obviously on the court that is hard to compete with i mean in practice just doing ridiculous stuff in the games doing ridiculous stuff i was talking about his crazy competitive nature someone was talking trash to him before the game it would get him fired up to where he would seek that person out like oh you were saying like you could play good defense against me Watch this. I'm going to go against you every time, and I'm going to score 50 points tonight just because you had something (laughs) bad to say about me. Uh, I mean, just total beast. They broke it down the other day. I saw this online. If you put Kevin Durant and LeBron James accolades together, it still does not equate to Michael Jordan's accolades all by himself. And LeBron James is at 38 and I believe Kevin Durant is 34, 35. So they're both like upper 30s. Yeah. So they're towards the tail end of their career. Maybe they'll win a championship or two between the two of them. But I think their days of winning league MVP are over. Neither has won a defensive player of the year. And Michael Jordan has. So just a lot of accomplishments between the championships, uh, NBA finals MVP, 
overall MVP. I mean, just like so much on paper and then so much on the court. So when he stepped away, the team just didn't perform as well and they did not win championships without him. I mean, he's the GOAT. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. All, All right. right. Well, let's get to the end of this movie and let's let's see how how well we do. Uh, so, the the trio Wesley, Inigo, Fezzik they storm the castle, uh, and Humperdinck's like, "Oh, they storm the castle!" And you know, there's like a lot of battling happen. Uh, Inigo finds the count. They have a battle. The count stab like throws a knife into his his stomach, um, and but he he realizes who Inigo is too and starts to taunt him about like killing his father and stuff. And of course that causes Inigo to, um, just like overcome the pain to, to beat this man who killed his father. And Mm -hmm. it it creates this iconic scene where no matter what happens to Inigo in that scene, like he's just like, my name is Inigo Montoya. You've killed my father. Prepare to die. And he just like, keeps saying that and like eventually kills the count uh so he has finally achieved his goal he his his thing that he's wanted to do forever he's he's gotten vengeance for his father's death um then wesley finds buttercup who thinks that she is married to to humperdinck uh because of the the shortened ceremony and stuff and she's like about to just like uh, commit suicide because she just doesn't want to to marry this guy she she would not be in a situation where she wants to be um but wesley assures her that like no no like the the marriage is is not valid because they never said their vows um humperdinck finds them and wesley and humperdinck have a duel um he he wesley's able to get himself to to stand to intimidate him um just before inigo comes in they hear fezzik uh and fezzik's there with the the horses that he was supposed to gather for their escape um and they they just tie humperdinck up and they leave mm-hmm. <laughs> they they jump to to safety so humperdinck's all tied up in the castle they they all get away mm-hmm. uh so they've all left he doesn't even have to battle uh to duel humperdinck he just like scares the crap out of him because he's a little coward he's a <laughs> whiny baby boy yeah <laughs> so they they jump out and and inigo's like well you know like i completed the only thing i ever vowed to do what do i do now and wesley's like well why don't you become the dread pirate roberts and boom there you go his his purpose is uh he's he's given some purpose and uh wesley's able to be with his love they kiss mm-hmm. and then the story's over we go back to the grandpa and the boy and the boy's like oh my gosh this story's awesome i love this <laughs> so much please come read it again to me uh, and his grandfather says as you wish because his grandfather loves his grandson uh-huh. Aww. Isn't okay. that cute yeah wow mm-hmm. it's a great movie it's just fantastic yeah there's no if they ever remade this movie, I would be upset because you just can't. There's it, no way you could recreate how iconic this film is. Can't be recreated. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to tell it again. I think you're doing it justice. I think you're doing I a don't. good job of painting a picture. <laughs> you have to watch the actual thing. Well, yeah, you're not doing it that much justice, but you are 
painting a picture and you are telling it to me in a way that I can try to relate it to a sports story. So again, we have a main character. We also have like other people, like you said, that are playing a large part. They're playing a large role. They have like secondary stories within. Yeah. So something I would like to point out, I mentioned Dennis Rodman earlier, unrelated, but also related. So he was not a part of those early 90s Bulls teams. Again, I told you he came later on in that other three-peat. But something I would like to say he got to do was be on the Bad Boy Pistons. So, yeah, I know. Again, they were the bad boys. Wow. They eventually teamed up later. That is Rodman and the Bulls. But, yeah, he was on the Pistons team, and he won in 89 and 90. So he won some championships and then joined the Bulls and won three more championships. He won five. Michael Jordan won six. So kind of secondary stories, but also intertwining to, like, the main story um, but you're kind of talking about that picture-perfect ending and stuff. So I'm sure people have seen a lot of cool pictures and videos of Michael Jordan and those teams. But maybe you've seen Jordan like with a cigar in his mouth. Maybe you've seen him flashing all of his rings. Maybe you've seen him with the NBA Finals trophy. You know, maybe there's just a lot of things that come to mind. Maybe you're watching them live. So kind of the way... I would like to end this, and it's going to be corny, but I'm going to break the fifth wall a little bit and say that I didn't get to see these games live. So I was born in 1996, the year that I was talking about that 72-10 and 10 season. So I had to hear about it from my dad. My uh, stocking, actually, when uh, like I was growing up, so the stocking I had for Christmas as a kid, all the other ones is like for my sisters and my parents are Christmas themed and mine is a Chicago Bulls one because yeah. he said that's just how big the Bulls and Michael Jordan was at the time like in that year yeah in that year in that decade i mean even if you weren't from Chicago or even if you weren't from the USA i mean it was just a global thing a global sensation well yeah it was so, it, it was a global sensation our our um, basketball team at the summer olympics in that decade was literally just the Chicago Bulls <laughs> like that's how yeah. good they were uh-huh so breaking the fifth wall how this person was hearing a story from their grandpa and they loved hearing about it i loved hearing about the bulls from a young boy even to now yesterday yeah. 23 23 <laughs> day michael jordan day and then the last dance as i mentioned awesome documentary seen some old game film just hearing about it from anybody and everybody they will tell me co-workers family members everybody and i mentioned the funko pop we were looking at earlier we have Jordan right there. We got Jumpman. I have a poster, poster as well. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I mean, just like this movie, Michael Jordan and his career, they're iconic and it's mm -hmm. just something that you can't recreate. You can't replicate yes. it. It's so genuine and unique and mm -hmm. like there's no way that anyone will be able to do the same thing or come close to his his career. I hear just one story and I'm like blown away because people will tell a story about he golfed 36 holes in a game like in a day 
before a game and then went out to go and score, let's just say, like 40 points that night. I don't have this specific example like in front of me or something, but again, he was a competitor. He was also just a crazy athlete, golf, baseball, but obviously basketball, winning all the championships and right. awards and accolades. But he was just that insane to where instead of, I mean, obviously he got shoved up before the game and practice and stuff, but instead of kind of like relaxing and preparing and stuff, he could do something like golf that much beforehand and not be tired because he wanted to win that bad and compete that bad to where he wouldn't exhaust himself playing some golf beforehand. He was mm-hmm. ready. So that takes determination as well, similar right. to this story taking determination. To, yeah, just like Wesley, his yeah. determination to, you know, get the love of his life. Yeah. And Michael Jordan's love of his life was the game, the competition, yes. the, the athleticism. Like mm-hmm. he just, that's what he wanted. And he got it. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. All right. Well, All right, very folks. good connection. That's awesome. That was a really good one. I enjoyed it. I feel that one. I feel it deep inside. Yeah. That was surprisingly going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And you know who else could be going somewhere? You. If you <laughs> use our code, if it has a score with SeatGeek, to save $20 off your first order. Theater, concerts, sporting events, comedy shows, everything. You can use SeatGeek to uh, get your seats for those events. Save $20 with promo code if it has a score. Ah, two truths and a lie time. All right. You going first since you did news first? I sure can. So, yeah. More news. I try to cheat and do this. I'm also impeding in your territory a little bit. I didn't know if you heard about this or not. If not, then... You're learning something new about yours as well. So the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am tournament is taking place this weekend as we're recording this. Yeah, whatever that means. (laughs) So this is a golf tournament where professional golfers are paired with celebrities. So a twosome golf event. So I checked out the list and I'm sure some others have. There's probably some names you know. The one that stuck out to me that will also stick out to you is Will Arnett. Okay, yeah. And then there's other actors, musicians, coaches, and players. But for the sake of this segment, what I would like to know of these three NFL players, which is still active in the NFL, meaning the other two have retired. So they are all real. They're all NFL They were in the tournament this weekend. Yep. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yep. So, Alex Smith, Josh Allen, Larry Fitzgerald. Which one's still in? Yes. Josh Allen. Oh, you knew that one, huh? That's easy. It's easy, huh? That's an easy one. I've seen him, his name on Twitter. Ah, yeah. Have we talked about him before? I may I have feel mentioned like I've it. I've seen it somewhere. I, I just may have know the name. It. I was just like, I know Josh Allen's still playing. See, here's the thing. <laughs> I was thinking of doing two active players and then naming one in there that was retired. Maybe Larry Fitzgerald, let's just say. Um, but then another active player I would have had to add would have been Aaron Rodgers. Like, that well, that's easy. too yeah, easy. That's way, way easy. Yeah, that's, that's a friend of the show. So we were just talking about him. <laughs> Um. All right, made it a little easy for you. But yeah. You have a score of one and one. 
I could tie you. So okay, are you ready? Or I could still be ahead, but the tying is on the table. Yep, let's see what you let's got. Let's find out. Um, so which longtime actor? You know, still going with Oscar season coming up. Yeah. Which long longtime actor received their first Oscar nomination ever this year? Hmm. So when I say long time, I mean like over ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Jamie Lee Curtis, Michelle Williams, and Kate Blanchett. Hmm. Not really familiar with what they would be in off the top of my head. Uh, hmm. Jamie, do you want me to tell you what they each got nominated for? That'd be year? helpful, yeah. Uh, so Jamie Lee Curtis was nominated uh, for Best Actress in a Supporting Role, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. You've talked about that a lot. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I love that movie. It's... It's just fantastic. Okay. Um, Michelle Williams was nominated for Best Actress for The Fablemans this year. Okay. Uh, and Kate Blanchett was nominated for her role in, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this one, Tear, Tar, something mm. like that, uh, for Best a- Best Actress as well. So hmm. uh, each of them has received an Oscar nomination this year, but it's up to you to figure out which one for for which one was mm-hmm. this their first Oscar nomination ever from the Academy. Right. And I know, obviously, knowing what they were in recently helps. But the thing about this question is, even if they won one, maybe they've won one before. So that eliminates them from this you know, being their first time. So I, I get that that's, that was helpful, but still doesn't really lead me to the answer. However, since I don't have that much knowledge about any of these, unfortunate for me, I'm just going to go with the person that was in the movie that I feel like I've heard you talk about a couple weeks in a row now, I would say. So that's Jamie Lee Curtis that's in everything, everywhere all at Jamie once. Lee Curtis? That's what I'm going to do. Yes. Long-time actor Jamie Lee Curtis. You don't think that Jamie Lee Curtis has ever gotten a nomination from Freaky Friday or mm. from uh, uh, whatever that horror movie that she's in is? Maybe. That came out the, the, the Friday the 13th? That's what it is. I Maybe think. she's been snubbed. Or no, not Friday the 13th. What, what's the one with Mike Myers? Michael Myers. Michael that's- Myers. Friday the 13th, I That's believe. Not f- oh, yeah, it is. Isn't it? Okay, yeah. You don't think so? Because you're right. I am? Yeah. Jeez. So, so Jamie Lee Curtis did receive her first uh, Oscar nomination despite acting since she was 19. Wow. Her first role was in a horror movie. I, we talked about this um Actually, a while ago. A Two Truths and a Lie. Their yeah. first film being a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, her first film was a horror movie and that her, her mother was famous for her role in Psycho. The one where it's like... In the shower with the blood on the curtain and stuff. Yeah, and the knife. yeah. Yeah, like that iconic scene from Psycho. Her mom was famous for being... In, in that movie so so yeah. long list of things that could have gotten some awards but didn't i see so yeah i mean to relate it to sports just briefly it was just the all-star and pro bowl weekend like we were discussing or i was discussing so 
people always talk about who got snubbed, like who they right. think the deserve to. to be selected, but they were not. But so. I will also say this year is actually pretty intriguing. All of the nominees for best actor in a leading role, mm-hmm. brand new, never got an Oscar nomination before. Well, as far as I, I saw in my research, I mean, you have Brendan Fraser uh, and uh, just Austin Butler, all sorts mm-hmm. of other actors. A couple of them are newer actors, but like every single one, this is their first nomination ever for uh, from the Academy for an Oscar. So it's it's kind of cool because these award shows, you know, they, they kind of become a popularity contest. Right. It's very much like, uh, ooh. Anyone who's anyone gets an Oscar nomination. It's always the same people every year. Yeah. So it's cool to see the new talent getting some recognition. It's good. Or even like talent who's who's existed for a while getting the recognition that they should have gotten yeah. for years now. We've talked a little bit about on this show that people get tired of seeing the same sports teams winning over and over and over again. They kind of grew fatigue with the Warriors. They grew fatigue with the Patriots. People probably grew fatigue with the Bulls, even though that's in our hometown and we remember it and hear about it so fondly. But that's six in the matter in a a decade. That's six championships in 10 years. So people get a little tired of seeing the same team. They also get tired of seeing people like Tom Brady winning so many Super Bowls. So say overall it's good for the people that are participating, for one, and just for the uh, industry and fans, for two, that get to see something different and kind of have a new like person to root for they can still root for the other person other teams don't get me wrong but it let it be someone else's turn you know yeah so. cool um all right so that means that you are two, two and oh and you are one and one but so we're both doing a little bit better this week and I would say, or this month. It's still anyone's month. It's anyone's month. I would say we've probably been doing a little bit better on account of us both drinking Midnight Energy. Oh, yeah. I just feel my focus (laughs) up through the roof. I just feel like I can answer anything right. Go on. Ask me a question. (laughs) I'm properly hydrated, so I'm able to pronunciate and speak my answer and have it be the right answer. Yeah, folks, it's for gamers, by gamers. We take it before our games and segments on the show. I know I like drinking it before I do any fantasy football activities, whether it be drafting, setting lineups, doing waiver wires. I drank it last night, and I'm I'm telling you, it cured my baldness. I'm just joking. <laughs> that part's a joke. <laughs> We're not going to do any false advertising. When no. we tell you that this stuff's good, we actually mean it. This is coming from the heart. Like this is uh, probably the best, if not one of the best, energy drink mixes that I've ever had. And I've never really been super into them, mm-hmm. uh, but it just it tastes good. It mixes well with just about anything, so yep. I'm I'm very excited for this to to really start selling on the 17th this month. 17th this month, so just a 
week and some extra days away folks just a couple days after valentine's day so some exciting things coming up also some exciting things coming up for our episode speaking of which you can use our promo code to support our show and these episodes using promo code score if you are to purchase anything and check out at midnightenergyco.com yeah that's right and you know what else we got to hear this week? We got to hear Devin's predictions oh. for the Super Bowl. You want those this week or do you want them next week? I, when is the Super Bowl? So it's not... Don't we already know who's playing it? We do. We do. You don't want to give me some more time to simmer and decide? All right. I guess you'll have to join <laughs> us next week to yeah. hear what, uh, what Devin thinks. It's on the 12th? Yes. Yep. Okay, so Super Bowl on the 12th. So, yeah, you'll hear about it after the Super Bowl. I think I think people have wrong. been enjoying the format of me yeah, of doing it. like the, And them not hearing it until we record it before the game. Yeah. And then, I mean, you could very well edit it if you wanted to, but we know but you I don't because you not have to. that integrity. I like the time capsule aspect, similar to if you see me tweet, you don't see me delete my tweets if I say, I think this team's going to win, I think this player's going to have a good game, and that's a flop, I leave it up. Yeah. If you want to criticize me, <laughs> guess what? It'll just make me better next time. So, Nobody that does this is right 100% of the time. <laughs> so that means you got to join us next week to hear whether uh, Devin is right or wrong and how much I laugh at him. <laughs> <laughs> and then who knows? Maybe I'll do some Oscar predictions that are going to be totally we wrong go. as well just there to balance we go. things out. Make it even at some for me. Point. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at WSkimMilk or on my website, WSkimMilk.com, for this podcast as well as others. Devin? You can find me on Twitter as well, DevinLang32, for NFL and fantasy football analysis. Again, we're going to be doing that all year long throughout the offseason, of course, as things start to heat up, trades, free agency, draft. And then maybe I'll sprinkle in a little bit of NBA bowls specifically or just some other content as well. Stay tuned. All righty. Have a great one. We'll see you next time. See you. If It Has a Score is available on all your favorite podcasting providers. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Shoot Your Shot Sports, and more. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.